Reporting from the library, Bromley Library, Central Library. Startup space. Startup space in one of the meeting rooms we are. Yes, it's actually the free startup space for local businesses, uh, just to make that one clear. And we are Darren Wheel of Intune PR and Zainat Narani of Vida de la Mariposa Coaching. And you can find us um, as well on Channel Radio every Monday. Yes, especially when I remember to actually download the podcast. I did do a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Anyway, hushing that one up very quickly. Um, Yes, in today's exciting show, well, it excites me anyway, and why wouldn't it? uh, We have samples uh, of an interview, or a sample of an interview with um, Omar from the El Aman Centre, Keston Mosque. And I'd better mention the fact that the intro to the show, which played a, a little while ago, was in fact the call to prayer which he recorded mm. for us that uh, the Muslims who use that establishment here, I think it's as many as five times a day. Yes, it is. And it starts with Allahu Akbar. Yes, it's a beautiful thing, actually. I really enjoyed listening to it. Uh, and that's ahead of doing a uh, full, full interview release with him separately. Uh, and also in another multicultural, multi-language uh, thing, it's not exactly multi-language, but it's international, <laughs> uh, we also have an interview in this show with two Norwegian gentlemen who own the, don't own, they own the business of which the new Hitio Gym in Orpington, which opened last Thursday, uh, is a franchise. I've seen, nice to catch them. Yeah, I've seen some of the images mm. for it. It looks lovely in there. Um, I did want to go down for the opening, but I completely forgot. <laughs> I didn't completely forget. I, I know, I, you were uh, there. Admittedly, <laughs> it was, uh, I, was put, I was told by Chandra Sharma... Uh, uh, that uh, it, it was down there, so I popped down, mm. and it's a, a very impressive place, a, a, a different um, uh, offer as a gym, uh, mm. they tell me, to many others, a family-based thing, mm. uh, but I was really interested in uh, why this is coming to Bromley as the second opening of its type in the country after Hoxton, and that's what I focused on in the interview, because we want to encourage people from overseas and all around to invest in Bromley and to give our people here jobs. Absolutely. Yeah, so that was actually quite exciting. Uh, and this brings us on nicely to our n- normal list of uh, buzzes. buzzes. Yeah, that, that was a bit of a buzz for me, actually. And I found a, a punch bag in there to hit as well. And which, another which punch bag. Yes. I think you need to go for the big weights. <laughs> as in the press, is it the press bar that you lie down on the bench and then you push up? Or the push up bars or whatever they uh, call them? I'm, I'm no expert. With the big um, wheels. <laughs> uh, you, you looked a bit worried when I showed you the medicine ball. <laughs> yes, uh, I did. I would do if I, mm. if I had. Uh, anyway, buzzes. What has got you going this week, Zee? Oh, what am I going to go with? There's quite a lot of buzzes, actually. Um, so, first of all, my buzz was that I... It was my brother's birthday on the 21st last week. Uh, last week. Yeah, my God, Happy time flies. Happy birthday to him. Yes, so it was the first birthday I've spent with him uh, in probably five years, almost. Five, six years, so it was lovely. So my sister came down and we went for sushi. I know it's not in the London Borough of Bromley, but we went to Sticks and Sushi in Greenwich and it was divine. And we had a lovely sibling lunch mm. for celebrating his birthday. So that was very nice. 
Well, I've been doing loneliness. So this doesn't mean that I've been a very sad individual who's never spoken to anyone for the entire <laughs> last week before I came today. No, for a future episode of this show, mm. I'm hot from having interviewed councillor Aja Cuthbert of the Shortlands Award in the uh, council. And she is Romney's tackling loneliness champion. And I abhor loneliness. It is absolutely a common thing, sadly, these days. And I was rather excited when I realised that Bromley actually has a strategy to do with this and it appears mm. to have actual things that will happen as a result of it. So we met up, we, I interviewed her, and that will be going out uh, in the future, but not in this episode because uh, we've got enough to be going on with already. Great. So you've got loneliness. I've seen something else here spotted on your notes. Oh, Selfishness. Well. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a weird theme going on here. <laughs> Darren Wheel of Intune PR, lonely, selfish, and miserable. Uh, no, actually, it's somebody else's selfish. Go on, buzz me about I, this one. This, yeah, this was uh, something I rather admired. We said in the last show, and I'm going to, was going to put in the what's on for this week, which I'll mm. mention again now, uh, which is Wednesday night, February, uh, 6 to 8 o'clock, Waterstones in Bromley. Michelle Elman, in conversation with Megan Crabb, join Michelle Elman as she talks about her new book, The Joy of Being Selfish. I found it most amusing that when I approached them on behalf of the Bromley Buzz to say, do you think we could have an interview there when we're there? They said, no, we haven't got time. So I've got to admire their selfishness. <laughs> yeah, well done, living up to the title. I'm still likely to go and I may smash a bit of time with them anyway. Who knows? But yeah, That's one of life's lovely ironies. That's amazing. I might see if I can join you for that one. Yeah, well, I think That'd you'd That'd be great. It, yes, I do love a bit of... Uh, selfishness? Selfishness, yes. We all have to be a little selfish in a nice way sometimes. Mm. Um, you know, another buzz for me was actually, and again, you know, in the evening we were celebrating my brother's birthday for lunch and then I, we went out for dinner. And all the years that I've lived in Bromley, I've never been into this restaurant and I went into it for the first time. And it's around the corner and I think we need to go in um, buzz there actually. The Treasure China. Oh. Nice Chinese restaurant. Really, really lovely. Thoroughly enjoyed. Great duck. Great dim sums. Especially uh, no, their no, mushroom one. The, the Chinese breakfast oh. stuff, the dim sum. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Silmai. Yeah. Hargau, I think. Yes, Hargau, one of my favourites, yes. You realise that's about all the Chinese I know. All of the, sorry, I say that again, Cantonese that I know, if mm. it is. Um, and that's, why is it that the only stuff I know is to do with food? Um, possibly, how are you? Horma, I think. Because we all love food and drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, no, definitely worth checking out. If you've not been to the Treasure China, I would definitely go there. Um, it was really busy as well. We didn't even book. We got there early, but uh, it was packed. You know what? This is actually literally the most multicultural show we've had because the next thing which I've been thinking about is the Keston Mosque, mm. the El Aman, sorry, Al Eman Centre, uh, which I visited last week, uh, and I was given a tour uh, by Omar, one of the trustees. Mm. And we talked about the people there, what it does, uh, the former church that it is, and its interaction with the community. Mm. And, and it was truly fascinating and, and a lovely insight into one of the uh, faith groups in uh, Bromley. And it's something I wanted to do when we started up this podcast. Mm. Uh, and I, my Muslim credibility rose early on in that interview, as will be heard. I, I don't do smoke very often in these, but I'm going to this time. Um, <laughs> right, in this former church, no pews mm. anymore, a big open expanse right up to uh, where the altar would have been. Mm. Uh, and the open expanse was carpeted. 
and the carpet has lines down it. Now, mm. I've dredged up from my distant memory. Ah, those lines, uh, taken in one direction at least, point to Mecca? I asked him mm -hmm. in an educated manner. He said, yes, in an impressed manner. And so <laughs> I feel so much more credible as a Muslim scholar, which I'm clearly not, uh, after that interview. But uh, there will be uh, an excerpt of that interview which will follow my words right now. You've already heard the uh, call to prayer, and now you can hear some of Omar talking, and there will be a separate full episode on it. Right, we come to the uh, mosque in Keston, the Keston Mosque, uh, also known as the Al-Imam uh, Centre, and I'm sitting down over a very nice cup of tea uh, with Omar, uh, who has a, a position here actually. Omar, what's your position here? I'm one of the trustees at the mosque. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for uh, letting us come in. It's a, a, lovely, a lovely area. Uh, no, sorry, we're, what we're sitting on, I'm going to try and paint a little picture yeah, here. Go this is a former church, Yes. but it is not like the church. No. For one thing, there are no pews anymore. There is a, a carpet. Yes. Um, by the way, would the stripes on the carpet be pointing towards Mecca or anything? I You're absolutely spot on. Like yes, that's right. That's correct. All towards Mecca, uh, right, the direction of prayer. That's my um, uh, Islamic knowledge, um, given a bit of accreditation <laughs> for a change. Uh, anyway, looking around, we have the pillars of the church um, holding the ceiling up. We have um, the main Allah uh, up on an upper uh, slanting ceiling. And then we have underneath that a lot of... Um, what I would describe perhaps as sub-names of Anna, I don't think. Names, or, names and attributes. Yeah, and, and so therefore we've got, uh, oh, we've got uh, Al-Majid, the glorious, uh, Al-Wadud, uh, the loving, I like that one a lot, uh, Al-Hakim, the all-wise, I could go on. Do you know how many of there are up there? Uh, up here there are 99, um, however the, the names of, of Allah uh, as we understand in Islam are are numerous uh, and even more um, than that uh, and they're, they're all uh, means of us trying to understand who God is uh, and, and draw closer to him through his names and his attributes that form of connection and devotion to God well, I can see therefore why you have them in such a reminds uh, us obvious position yes. as you look around yes and there's quite a lot of uh, Arabic here uh, where the, the font would have been perhaps before we've got um, uh, a whole series of Arabic words there. Would you like to do me a quick translation? Yes, uh, absolutely. So uh, which one do you want to... Uh, the top uh, one and the one below on the um, struts there. Yes, so the top one, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. So that is in the name of Allah, the merciful, you could say the intensely, in, intensely merciful, the perpetually merciful. Um, in Arabic, there are some words where you need more of an explanation rather than a verbatim translation sometimes, um, but that's as close as, as you can get it. Um, the, the bottom one there, so that's a verse from the Qur'an, um, Holy Book for Muslims, um, and um, that verse itself, and I'll sort of, uh, paraphrase uh, its meaning, إِنَّمَا يَعْمُرُوا uh, continues um, with the meaning that those who attend the um, mosques of, uh, of God, the uh, places of worship, are those who they believe in God, they believe in the final day, the day of judgment, 
they establish prayers and they establish charity. They give in charity. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all of this tells me, of course, that one thing has not changed about this building. It's still a holy place. Yes, exactly. Uh, That's right. As we go around, I see uh, books, which uh, some of which uh, I would say undoubtedly must be Quran. You're correct. Uh, and we have a temporary thing, which we'll talk about later, but uh, some booths, which are vaccination clinic yes. in the heart of the mosque. Yes. Uh, which is rather lovely in its way. Um, and that, that's, uh, yeah, but it's a, it's a lovely open space. And out the back as well, that looks rather nice. And I'm tucked away in the car park, for which I'm grateful as well. Thank you. Um, okay. So, uh, what does the, um, the name, because it's Keston Mosque and Al-Aman Centre, what does Al-Aman mean? Uh, so, Al-Iman um, translates in Arabic, uh, from the Arabic to Al-The-Iman Faith. So, uh, it translates as the Faith Centre. Um, and it's sort of, I don't know if you'd like me to sort of expand uh, on that at all, but um, it's, it's really focusing on the, the heart of um, worship in Islam, the heart of what this way of life is about, and it begins with faith. Um, it begins with that autonomous decision um, to worship um, one God. And so this is part of our ethos here, and the vision is to try and, and, and help um, uh, instill that uh, into um, members who, who attend um, the mosque. I found a few things that are what you might call common to religion and cross-faith while I was reading the website. And one of them actually is when you Google search, uh, and it says, Donate. Uh, why the mosque needs your support, structural and renovation costs. So it sounds like the church roof remains a, a problem to this day uh, in traditional <laughs> Christian manner. Well, I, I, we're, we're quite happy with the, the roof itself, actually. <laughs> um, it's, It'll uh, get you sooner or later. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, I love sort of the, the aesthetics of the foundations, I feel, are, uh, are beautiful. Um, in terms of donations, um, so the mosque was purchased through um, donations from the community, essentially. The community came together um, and managed to raise funds. Certain uh, members donated slightly more um, as a sort of um, goodwill loan, um, you could say, um, with the intention that that would be paid back. And so um, while the mosque is, has been fully paid for, um, we seek donations to try and, and pay off what remains of uh, those those goodwill donations. And I know you do uh, community and charitable related things, which we'll come on to as well. But before any of that, uh, Omar, um, you told, told me you were born and raised in Bromley yourself. Yes. Tell me a little bit about yourself, um, things like where did you go to school, your job, that sort of thing. Yes, yes, sure. So I was born in the old Farnborough Hospital, which is now uh, the Princess Royal University Hospital, um, and uh, was raised locally in Keston. Uh, I haven't moved out of Keston since. Um, we've just uh, moved houses in the area. Um, I came to play school here uh, when it was uh, a church. I went to school locally at Keston Primary School and then did my secondary education at Trinity um, School over in Shirley, um, which we've been to the big Shirley roundabout on the way oh, to yeah. Croydon. Yeah. 
Um, and then uh, I went to study medicine um, at Barts and the Royal London University Hospital. Um, during that time uh, in university, uh, in medicine, generally medical schools allow you to take a year out to study uh, another degree as well. So I, I took a year out to study um, psychology um, at King's College Hospital. Um, and then graduated from medicine and went through the training uh, to become a GP. And I currently work locally um, as a GP in local practices in Bromley. Mm. Well, you'll be in demand at the moment with what's going on in It's the busy, area. it's busy, yes. Okay, uh, back to uh, where we are. Yes. Uh, what, how would you describe a mosque? What is a mosque? So, uh, a mosque in the... Um, Arabic, if we look at the linguistic um, definition, Arabic word for a mosque is masjid, M-A-S-J-I-D, masjid. A masjid um, is defined as a place of prostration. Um, and so really a mosque is a place of worship. It's a place of prayer. That's the primary reason um, um, that we establish a mosque for us to come and um, um, pray, worship God. It's a fulfillment of faith and belief. Um, so the prayer five times a day, um, and then on a um, Friday we have the weekly sermon, much like in Christianity, in Christianity Sunday sermon, Judaism Saturday service. Um, for Islam, it's the Friday service. So prayer is really is what sort of the mosque and the community uh, revolve around. Yes, and uh, perhaps a, a little unlike churches, uh, I'm currently here in my socks. <laughs> <laughs> nice socks as well. <laughs> to oh, say. Well, well, thank you, Mark and Spencer, and I are very grateful for that comment. Um, yes, I've enjoyed the welcome with you here. And talking of welcome, on the website there are some lovely words which you just told me actually uh, that uh, you wrote, which uh, I like. And uh, these go uh, in a time where. Peace and harmony amongst people of different faiths and cultures is of greater necessity than ever. Al-Aman Centre is now poised to embark upon the attainment of this vision, carried by the hearts of individuals embraced through the unity of the community. That's lovely. Thank you. What a lovely man he was as well. Mm. Or is, Can I, I ask say. you, so well, when you went to... in, mm. did you um, take your shoes off and have to wear a hat or...? Uh, no shoes, no hat. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, mm. yeah I, I was wondering about the various rules that might uh, yeah, contain as well. Being yeah, quite careful shoes would that. have to be off, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering about the hat. Mm. Yeah, it, it was a, a very interesting uh, building. Mm. I discovered that the toilet's the coldest part of the... Oh, it's so funny you say that. Lately, I've been going into toilets, and it's absolutely freezing. Why are toilets so cold? <laughs> Anyone want to buzz the answers? Yeah. Please do buzz in. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to undo the seriousness which regards uh, the Al Iman Centre. Uh, no. One of the things that Omar talked about, and I still haven't made my mind up on which clip I'm going to use yet for mm. the, the part of the show. Uh, they are quite open to people coming and having a look around as I did. So Lovely. if this interests you, why not take him up on it and just drop them an email to, to the address which is on their website. Super. Right, moving on. Um, so what else has been happening? Uh, a couple of other things. So 
I went along with uh, Christine and Sarah Marsh Collins and Jason and Nikki Barclay. They all turned oh, up there, which I didn't such know. A of, such a lot of intros I have to give now. Uh, uh, right, <laughs> Christine Atkinson, Bromley Rotary, Jason Morrell, Jade Window, Cleaning, Sarah Marsh Collins, um, Babel Monkey Digital Marketing. Have I left any on that? Nikki Barclay. Nikki Barclay, um, the founder of the Priory Live Music Festival. There we go. That's uh, And the festival's coming up. Oh, uh, and Loretta Wright. And director right of Life in Orpington magazine and shortly to be Life in Bromley magazine. Yes, absolutely. Gracious me, so, I went down there, didn't know all these people were turning up. Oh, well, Christina mm. did because um, I met Christine there. And um, we went to the Youth Awards uh, ceremony. So it was in recognition of young people from the age of 11 mm-hmm. all the way to six, oh, 18. Yeah of amazing things that they have been doing, whether it's for the environment, for the community, uh, for their own um, families, like caring for their mothers and their fathers because they've got mental health illness or physical um, uh, disabilities. This was in recognition of what these young people are doing, such amazing things from uh, many of the different colleges around, or schools, should I say, around Bromley, such as St. Olaf's, uh, Bromley High, uh, Langley Boys, um, Langley Boys, Langley Girls. I mean, it was incredible. I had goosebumps listening to some of the things that they were doing. Um, So inspirational. I mean, I think Loretta and myself were nearly in tears at one point the way that they care for, for their parents because they can't do something and then their siblings plus taking charge of their education. And this is um, this was organised by Gilbert McGinn and he's been doing this for seven years and he was actually an ex-head teacher here in Bromley. And a Rotarian, presumably. And he's a Rotarian. And this whole event was organised by the Bromley Rotarians. And of course, uh, Russell Mellor, the mayor, was doing a presentation. Russell Mellor, the mayor, was there with his lovely uh, mayoress, Geraldine. Mm -hmm. And I forgot as well, Denise Mead Hill was there too, obviously, uh, part of the Rotarians. Because she does the career management, yes. Yes, uh, doing the part of, obviously, she's the Bromley Passport Club of Bromley. Another subdivision of Rotary again. Absolutely. Uh, So, yeah, it was great. Uh, Beautiful event. And uh, definitely will... um, you know, be following them, look, I mean, you know what would be great to get some of those uh, young people on the Bromley Buzz, as well as my Mindset Matters show. Because we've been talking on Mindset Matters on Channel Radio every Friday. Yes, we have been talking more and more about what young people are doing, mainly based off of tweets from schools, Mm -hmm. but having that that extra level where they get a pat on the back by someone Mm -hmm. of significance in the community Mm -hmm. must mean a lot to them, and I'm glad it's happening. Yeah, and you know, the thing is, with this Youth Awards, it needs to be recognised a lot more. More of this needs to happen and recognise young people, the amazing things that they are doing to inspire other young people. Mm. Yeah, instead of just sitting there on their phones, in front of the computer, doing good for themselves and others. Yeah, uh, they, they are absolutely out there doing that. And when I was talking to... Uh, Asia Cuthbert earlier on and the loneliness strategy that is there for everyone as well including them and she was making the point that Mm. a lot of young people themselves are very lonely Mm. and we're talking about the off air actually about the value of rotary in this because rotary is like just this enormous friends group Mm. that do things for charity uh, you know, if I was to sum it up, and the fact that it, as an international organisation, is practically in polio, 
quite yeah. an achievement. And, um, you know, the, I think we need to come out of the um, idea that the Rotary Club is for old fogies because it's much more than that. They are looking to grow and they want lots of young people to take part in right, the Rotary Club. Right, in which case I'm going to be contacting Christine Atkinson and telling her I'm far too old to join immediately. <laughs> You're not an old fogey no. at all, not at young, all. Young at heart. Young um, at heart, yes. Yeah. Isn't there a song about that? Young at heart. You're so young at heart. Yeah, That's it. Yeah, there is one. It's by, unfortunately. Mm. But, uh, yeah, uh, that does come And nice to get the weekly song in there. Yeah, it is. Um, right. With my wonderful singing. Uh, can I just say, I'm looking forward to the mayor coming on my Mindset Matters show this Friday, the 28th of... What is it? January. That's the right. mayor, he'll be on my radio shows, um, 10.30 to 12. So do tune in. It's going to be awesome. Right, now what do we have next? Ah, Cluedo. We're going to see Cluedo. You think, what on earth are they talking about? They're going to go and see a board game. Uh, no, we're going to see former EastEnders Michelle Collins and other uh, stars appearing in Churchill Theatre. Um, I think it's actually uh, over a little run there, but our one when we're going is going to be the 1st of February. So who do you think it was done by? The Candlestick. I'm not, I'm not sure they are, I, I would always go with the butler, but no, you're right, it's a thing, isn't it? It's a thing. Uh, so, the butler uh, with the candlestick or the butler with the cane. Oh, God, I remember now. I'm going with butler, uh, rope and drawing room. <laughs> 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 I'll make a note of that before we go along. Uh, but I'm looking forward to uh, seeing that and uh, reporting on that subsequently. That'll be a bit of fun. That'll be really Now, uh, talking of fun... Um, an affirmation, uh, or indeed empowering question from our resident mental health and wellbeing coach, Viz Zenat. So my affirmation is to think about, make a difference in someone's life today and see the amazing feelings you receive. So what difference are you going to make in somebody's life today? And I want you to reflect on that feeling. Well, I'm going to make a little difference to one of my daughter's um, lives today because I got a cake from her from the Grease 40 coffee shop and she always Grease. looks forward to her cake. Grease. Hmm? Grease. 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 Grace. 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 Oh, I thought you said yeah. Grease 40. <laughs> on East Street in yes. Bromley where we East tend to hang out yes. a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, I'm, you know, it's a rather humble one, but I don't think any gesture, however small, is wasted really. Mm. No. Unless it's ignored. Unless it's ignored. Can I just say, there's also, uh, I know we're skipping, but I it just literally, I got a flash of it. Because you were talking about Grace 40. Skip. I skip. I'm, I'm interrupting and skipping. Uh, there's a new fish restaurant opening up in Bromley where oh, Cafe Rouge. Oh, it's <laughs> fishy's good. Oh. <laughs> <Yes>. Fishy, fishy, fishy. <laughs> It's literally where Cafe Rouge used to be, next to Santander. Oh, yeah. Um, at the top of the sort of high street ish square bit area opposite um, Costa. So a new fish restaurant shall be opening up there and I'm looking forward to that. I wonder if it's one of those sort of vaguely high-end ones that are starting to appear. I because, reckon it will be. Um, Chiselhurst Royal Parade went mm. uh, in one there a while ago and it was all uh, very fresh from the market, particular ones we've got today and uh, combinations of fish which definitely would not appear in your standard fish and chip shop. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Now, I think this is going to be one of those high-end ones. 
Okay, well, that brings us nicely on to the news, which you could argue is high-end or not. Let me see, I can actually look at this before anyone can hear it. So, high-end, well, it talks about a bucket collection, which doesn't sound high-end, but the results were good. So, Z, <laughs> would you like to give us this week's news? So, on, in the, not on, in the news shopper, uh, an online bookstore owner from Bromley had raised more than £1,600 to buy books that she later donated to families and children last year during the Christmas period. Jocelyn Lamb, 41, organised a fundraiser with the help of Chatterton Arms, a local pub in Bromley, and Bromley Food Bank last year. How wonderful. Yeah, and if I can Great find news. out the name of an online bookshop, yeah. I will um, mention it. But I would also encourage people to go to the Waterstones and the Beckenham Bookshop and Definitely. the around here too, because yeah. they've got actual people you can say hello to and not be lonely with. It's nice to be in front of people. It is. Mm. I like this next um, piece of news as well. Audience members at the Bromley Churchill Theatre's Sleeping Beauty pantomime helped to raise nearly £13,000 recently to um, for Great Ormond Street Hospital Children's Charity. It was part of the theatre's annual Christmas charity bucket collection which took place while the show ran from the 4th of December to uh, the 2nd of January. The panto, which starred Lee Mead as Prince Harry and Bonnie Langford as the fairy lilac, sorry, um, was watched by more than 27,000 people. Incredible, well, isn't it? Because uh, it was interrupted by little bits of um, COVID outbreak yeah. in Castle Crew, if I remember right. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? I remember that. Mm. Incredible. Some great things going on. Well, the last thing on the ostensible news uh, is, um, ostensible news, what am I talking about? <laughs> yeah, the news, uh, is the Black Cab Coffee Co, who we may conceivably visit rather soon, uh, because they say we, they should, we should be open by Thursday, which oddly is probably when this podcast will go out, mm. uh, as we are waiting for gas to be signed off. Uh, that wasn't a public announcement, mm. that was an email they sent me. But I like the sound of them. A, they're in the glass yeah. where I met the manager uh, recently, um, so hello to him, uh, mm. and uh, B, they're a expanding coffee co shop brand, I think started in Seven Oaks down the road from us, if, if mm. I've been told correctly. Um, but they're doing a combination of the coffee thing, the Thanks. homemade bakery thing, mm. And the evening cocktails. I know. Mm. I can't wait. Yeah, so that's what we're going for. Never mind the daytime stuff. We want to go when the alcohol's around. <laughs> <coughs> the espressos. This is a brief insert into the show after the recording to introduce an interview. I would like to introduce two of the executives from Norway who own the business that Orpington's new Hitio Gym is a franchise of, Per Pedersen and Frederick Bjertnes recorded on the gym's opening day. I am the CEO of Hitio Gym International and we are based in Oslo, Norway. Excellent, and you the gentleman with you? And I'm uh, Pe Christian and, and uh, I'm uh, one of the founders of, uh, of Hitio together with Fredrik and uh, are over here to do the check out the opening and train the staff. And this is only the second um, of your uh, places in this country? Yes, that's the second one. So we have one in Hoxton, London, and this is the second one. And we are expecting to open two more this year. And uh, just for the benefit of people listening, we may be in the back room, which isn't uh, a back room, which isn't very big. But this is a large facility. This is in the Nugent's um, Retail Park in Orpington. Yes. Uh, and 
Uh, it's literally two floors uh, and uh, quite a long walk back to front and a lot of, lot of different facilities within it, uh, lots of weight and quite a diversity of things that people can do. Uh, I, I don't think the word gym even begins to describe it actually. So tell me about the concept you brought here. Yes, so Hitio Gym is, is the gym for the whole family. So that's, uh, we have a unique uh, membership structure for where we have uh, also children's classes from mm -hmm. five years um, uh, of age uh, in, in martial arts. And we have cross training for adults, uh, fitness boxing, lots of gym equipment, cardio, um, and a very modern, fresh, nice uh, gym and a great atmosphere. That's also a, an important value for our company. Um, is is to be to have an inclusive environment so that everyone are, are feels welcome. Um, yes, as as Fredrik said, it's a, it's a gym for the whole family. That's our unique position in the fitness market. And the the awesome thing that we found out is that you can then parents they can actually train at the same time as their kids, and that solves a huge time problem for for parents because they have to run around with the kids doing different activities and they have a problem getting to the gym themselves. So now we have solved that problem, they can train together with the children. Yeah, and that means that the children have less energy at home and uh, makes parents' lives a bit easier too. That's uh, and exactly. they also get into the habits of exercise for later life. Well, Absolutely. that's an important thing because also we see that if you, if you are, I mean, active children, um, are more likely to be active adults. You see a very clear uh, connection there. So uh, we feel that that's uh, also a massive task for us in, in society that we, that we you know, promote an active lifestyle and, and, uh, and having fun with exercise from early age and also for, for adults because you know, we, we need to have, um, yeah, we need to stay healthy. Uh, particularly now after two years of, of sitting at home, we need to get moving again. Well, before this you were also telling me about the fact that this has ended up in a retail park and what this means in the uh, age of Amazon and home delivery for helping to bring life to these places and, and the shops as well, which is another really good thing you're doing here. Absolutely. And that's a big trend we see in we, we're in three countries, Norway, Sweden and UK, and it's the same thing all over, that of course the retail parks, the shops, they are uh, moving out due to Amazon and stuff like that, and, and the, that creates opportunities, for example, gyms, uh, where people need some local um, place to uh, go to the gym that's convenient. So that creates new opportunities, of, of course, for businesses like, uh, like us. Uh, and uh, you've chosen Bromley as the second place uh, here, or you're working with uh, the franchise owner here. Yeah. Uh, what's the attraction of Bromley? Well, first of all, that's the uh, area that the franchisee, this franchisee were, were look, looking for. And we, when we looked at the area, we saw it's a very interesting area with a lot of families with kids. And we saw also, of course, that there's nothing, this concept is unique in this area, so we can then come with something that probably don't have from before so so that's part of the reason yeah and uh, Raj and Manisha the franchise owners are you know local business people and, mm -hmm. and we, we see that 
for our brand, we, we like to have that local connection. That's also yeah. why we are running like a, a, a franchise model, mm -hmm. because we, we, we want to be, you know, the, that local uh, gym uh, that, uh, that you can go to and, uh, and uh, that you can be, uh, feel at home in and that, that people know you. Yeah. Uh, so people you're comfortable. Know, no, people know your name. At yeah. the yes. gym, people will know your name. Mm. Well, I, I picked up on a couple of nice numbers that, uh, with this as well. Firstly, you have 27 such rooms in Norway, so it's quite a big enterprise already. Mm. And the other one is that even before opening, 600 members. That's pretty impressive. It is very impressive, and the, that's also very uh, good to see, also naturally from, from for us, us being the founders, and we are, uh, have been operating in, in Norway for several years. But then to see that our concept can, you know, uh, work also in uh, internationally in uh, in the different countries, that is uh, that is very satisfying, very very cool for us to see, and uh, the community here in Orpington has received the Hito Gym concept in an amazing way. Uh, so yeah, so before the opening, we are above six hundred members, and that's just uh, that is that is uh, an, an amazing opening. Uh, and, and it seems people are just uh, knocking on the door now, uh, the whole, uh, all, all the time today. So, so I think it's going to be a good, big success. Well, we've just seen Councillor Tony Owen, the Deputy Mayor of uh, Bombly, uh, cutting the tape outside and uh, opening it up. And I wish you every success. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, spotted on social. I have spotted stuff on social this week. Shall I tell you about it, please? Yes, please do. Uh, I, I've, I haven't been on social much this week. So I haven't spotted much. Well, uh, on Twitter, uh, the Bromley Little Theatre uh, tell us that we're delighted to welcome back to our stage Wind in the Willows, postponed from 2020. This is our February main stage show and first ever eco production. Ooh. That might want a bit more looking into. It would be quite interesting to learn mm. more about that. I think I'll have a word with them. So the Bromley Little Theatre, for those of you who don't know, is at the top end of Bromley North Station. Yeah. Right um, behind the train pub, is it called? Station Arms? Station it? Arms pub. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. Yes, lovely little place. Train and they pub. claim to have the cheapest <laughs> bar in Bromley, which, uh, mm. you know, personally, I like the acting, but the bar is not unattractive too. Uh, right, as for Instagram, let's throw up something from the Orpington Royal British Legion. Um, <laughs> we mentioned Sarah Mars Collins, digital marketing lady, earlier on. Uh, she went last year to see the Jersey Boys and loved the heck out of it. Well, there's a Jersey Boys style production coming to the Orpington Legion on March 26 at 9pm, a ticket only event, £7.50 each, includes table service and allocated seat and table. I must tell Sarah actually. Ooh. Uh, so no rushing to get that table. Tickets are first come, first served basis, valid memberships required. Hmm. What does that mean, um, valid memberships required? So you've got to be a member before you can buy the ticket. British Legion member, oh, but cool. I don't know to what extent that's hmm. available to um, Joe Public, so to speak. Hmm. Nevertheless, some of our listeners will be people from there, uh, or other clubs, because it's across the whole of Bromley anyway. Uh, ticket sale soon, watch this space, uh, hashtag the Jersey way. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Mm. Yeah, it makes a change from a arrangement state, doesn't it? It does, yes. So what else is what's on? Uh, have, well, we, have we got anything that's what's off? We haven't. Isn't it nice we don't? I know, it's amazing. Oh, gracious For me. once we've got everything that's on. Mm. Well, actually, one of the things that will be off 
for some reason. Oh, you have to spoil it. No, no, no. It's actually the restrictions that are making things go off. A lot of them are relaxing as of this Thursday. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm. Uh, Anyway. uh, I'll forgive you. This is a repeat one from last week, but I'm planning to go to this now. I've gone from thinking about it to I absolutely must go. 3rd of February, Biggin Hill Memorial Museum afternoon talk. Ziggy Shipper, Holocaust survivor. And he was 15 years old when uh, World War II commenced and uh, was in, I think, Polish uh, concentration camp slash wow. death camps uh, and a march and uh, the ghetto as well as a boy uh, and escaped various things along the way to actually surviving uh, the war and that horrendous persecution. Mm. Uh, and I think it would be a privilege to uh, meet the guy, so I, I want to go to that. Uh, the other what's on is the one that uh, comes from Waterstones, but as we've already covered that one in full, uh, that's okay. Now, uh, it's not um, an interruption. You've got anything else? Yes. To well, what's on, but mm. this is going to be over because it's today, actually, while we're recording it, but by the time this goes out, it will have been what's off because it's finished, or what's finished, <laughs> um, is that the Chiselus, um, I'll be going to the Chiselus Golf Club mm. because there will be, again, some Rotarians, and there'll be a gentleman talking about the history of Chiselus. So I'm really excited about that to find out more, apart from just Chiselus Caves, what else has Chiselus got to offer in terms of history? And I'll be sure to report and buzz that next week. Did you know that Bromley as a whole, to the best of my understanding, uh, back in the day before every all the sort of little villages and things mm. merged, uh, we were a big sort of wine area, wine producing. Really? Like, we had like monasteries here and they were doing it, so oh, yeah. drunk monks. Right, well, this was, Bromley's so. known to be very religious um, mm. back in the days, churches on every corner. Mm. But I didn't know it was a famous for wine area, winery. Yeah, I mm. suspect that was probably quite well around. Maybe uh, that'll be your question I'll ask tonight. Mm. I will ask that question tonight. Anyway, we have a different closing buzz to the usual. Uh, normally it's us doing it, but I wouldn't dream of doing this. Uh, and that is that I'm going to give it over to Omar and the Al-Aman Centre, and as we started the show with the Muslim call to prayer, we will end it, but this time in full. So, please enjoy. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Hi, I'm a little 